What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Panda, and right now you are checking out the Three Count Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which I've asked you guys repeatedly to call me, hopefully one of y'all is going to be listening and say it finally. You got to have a Sherpa who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. Who's entering the ring today? This man is well-loved all over TikTok. You can find him on Clapper. You can find him on IG. You can even just hit him up on the side and have a genuine conversation with him because he's such a nice guy. He is the great positive ball of energy, Matt, a.k.a. the Pandemic. How the hell do I follow that kind of entrance? (laughs) First of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I, I'll bring me off air on air. Uh, I completely forgot about this because of all the life shit going on until you messaged me earlier. And you were just like, you know, we don't have to. Oh, no, hell no. We're doing this. We're doing this. I will make this happen. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, because I get, I get it right. The life happens, right? And sometimes, like, you just slip and forget. Like, I've had other guests that I was just like, hey, man, we can just reschedule and that's cool. And they'll be like, yeah, down, down. Or, like, other ones be like, can we just push it back 15 minutes? I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I try to stay super flexible for everybody because i'm like i know man life happens and i i'm genuine i'm one of those dudes too i'm like dude i totally like i had an interview planned one time with a wrestler and i forgot to put it in my calendar to remind me so like when the day came like they hit me up they hit me up at like six o'clock at night hey we still doing an interview i was like you betcha (laughs) oh no like that's my big worry and like that's the big worry about my podcast that we have and having some of the guests that we have on the uncut wrestling podcast is that I'm going to forget. So thank God, like my, my producer and my lead host, he's kind of like my wrangler. So he's able to bring my ass back in to check and like, you know, Hey, we have recordings on this day, this time, this day, like, oh, okay, perfect. And he tries to set everything out. So it's always the same day for me. So it's just like, <laughs> I can build around this. This is perfect. Thank you, man. <laughs> no, Shout no, out no, to no. Nick. I love you. <laughs> Here on the Three Count Podcast, I am the producer, the editor, the guy who gets all the guests, the guy who does all the all the nope. behind the scenes, the marketing, all that stuff. That's all me. Chaz is the face of the franchise, though. Chaz is like the dude for the debate nope. show. <laughs> Same thing with us. It's just me. (laughs) He says it all the time on the debate show, and I don't know if people really get it that he says it like he's like, listen, I don't run shit, I don't do shit, I just talk shit. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm over here like, you know, he'll put the topics together for like the debate show, but then like I'm the one that's like, hey, do we want to get guests? Yeah, go get guests. All right, bet. And I'll just find people and just pull them in the show. Like, oh, I want to get. And I told him, I was like, I want to get a wrestler on uh, for now entering the ring, right? For this and I. I go out and find like all the wrestlers and bring them on board. And I remember uh, he popped so hard when we brought Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor on the show. He just went Love through Shane. the roof. He's like, holy shit. How did we get Shane Taylor? I was like, bro, I don't know. I just asked. <laughs> and they showed See, up. And that's like with our show too is after, after we record with so many of the guests, we do like a couple minutes extra where it's just us fellas. And most of the time, I'd say 90% of the episodes, we always end the interview when it's just the three of us and we just look at each other like, this is life. How are we living this life right now where we're interviewing people that we watched on television growing up? Like, to talk with Sabu, to talk with 
you know, Bill Alfonso, Alex Kane, you know, um, Paul London. Like, that's wild. I wouldn't have thought I would be sitting here and have Paul London's phone number. Like, who, what the hell is life? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can, I can relate. I can relate because, you know, we've also had Alex Kane on the show. And it's funny because TikTok was the reason why I brought him on the show. So I found him on Same. TikTok. I followed him, and then I asked him, and he came on. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then um, my trainer, because you know, I, I also I'm also a worker, mm-hmm. so my trainer was like, "Hey, do you?" Uh, he's like, "I know you have a lot of episodes. Like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, we have our fiftieth one coming up, and I just want to bring on like a big guest." And he was like, "Well, do you want to talk to TJP?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, That'll that's work. definitely <laughs> so our fiftieth episode with TJP." And I was like, "Yo, this is really cool." So like. The ability to go out and reach and talk to some of these people, like I've I've pretty much interviewed everybody that I've either like followed on YouTube or talked to, and it's been really cool. Like I got to talk with, uh, you know, people aren't gonna like this one, but PJ Polacco, aka Just Incredible, I had him on the show. It was really cool. Uh, Joey Munoz, who by far is like one of my favorite people in wrestling, just in general. Because, like, his, his YouTube channel, Santiago Bros, if you guys go check it out, yeah. uh, it's, it's like a one-on-one to learn how to bump or learn how to do this or learn how to do that. So when I got to interview him, it was, like, one of the coolest things. I was like, dude, I watched your stuff, like, during the pandemic. I was like, how am I going to get better taking mental reps? So I just watched this, pocket, <laughs> watched this YouTube channel and just learned how to do all sorts of things, man. It was cool. So you, you, talk bring to up, awesome. you bring up such a wonderful point because, like – during the pandemic, I wasn't doing any of these videos uh, or any TikToks. I was watching people. Um, and to see now, here we are eight months, eight almost nine months into me doing content. And to see some of the people that I enjoyed watching are sitting here following me back. And it's just like, what is life? Like, you're a verified follower. Why do I have so many verified followers? Like, this is super dope. Um uh, because, like, Mr. Professor 318 on TikTok, Nick Harrison, he's been one of my best friends for the last five, six years. Um, he's the reason I got on TikTok was because he dragged my ass on there and kept badgering <laughs> me about doing it. Um, but, like, to sit here and uh, I don't know if you know, like, Taz13, he does, like, the gas station story time. Uh, he follows me, uh, Colin Ray, who uh, he always, he was in prison and he's recovered and changed his life. And he does a lot of TikToks like from his porch and he does like all kinds of funny shit. He follows me, uh, our mutual friend, Chris Van Vliet. What the hell is life? I I don't try to bother these guys, but the fact that I can look and just be like, yep, 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 yep. What? (laughs) Yeah. Chris don't follow me on TikTok yet. But he does follow me on Twitter, so I he follows know. me on Twitter and TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> it blew my mind. Yeah, he it's it's crazy to think, man. But I'm very curious, like, how did you get into like loving the sport of wrestling? That I can't take you back to the absolute beginning moment, but I can give you some areas. Um, Sting, I was a big fan of Surfer Sting. I was a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior when I was little and the whole face paint and stuff like that. Uh, That's actually why I have the scar on my lip as I jumped off my couch thinking I was macho man. And I was trying to elbow my pillow and I put my lip through my coffee table. And yeah, that was a good time. Um, But ultimate warrior sting. And then I was front row at a WWF event when I was four or five years old. 
I was on my uncle's shoulders, and the only things I remember from it was seeing Ricky the Dragon Steamboat when he had the whole dragon gimmick with the fire. Um, I remember seeing Warlord and Barbarian and the Bushwhackers when they would come out of the crowd and they would pick a kid and like mess with them and lick their head and stuff like that. I'm one of those kids. Uh, so that traumatic moment kind of like sealed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and on our podcast, to think that I interviewed one of the Bushwhackers like a month ago and I got to bring that story up and made it all full circle, even though I'm way older now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hi, Luke. You know, he's, <laughs> he's awesome. He's a great uh, guy. Yeah, it's it's crazy because, like, even for me, like, and it, it was something I learned, like, in a seminar. And uh, I know, like, people don't really talk about it, and it's fine. And this is something I'm going to bring up. But everybody's, like, a mark for somebody, right, like, in the wrestling community. It doesn't matter. Like, you got into it because somebody – wanted you to get into it right like someone drew you in like for me my my person was Rey Mysterio right like I wanted to always be in wrestling because Ray's doing it right and then Chris Jericho and obviously like you have Shawn Michaels and you have guys like Undertaker and Stone Cold and The Rock and you keep talking about him and John and you get into the sport and you're just like I'm in the sport now right so when I got to meet uh Rich Swan and Gilberg like I was just, I was over the moon when I got to meet Gilbert and like sit back and talk to him and ask him questions, man. You want to talk about someone like with just tons and tons of knowledge. And then you're just like, and, and you ask the question, like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Why, why, why am I here right now? Why am I talking to a person I watched on TV? I had a, a conversation with Sandman from ECW and uh, it, you know, it, it threw me off. I was like, how did I get here? Like, this is like beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And I won't tell that story here, but I'll tell you the story like after, after we get to recording, cause it's pretty funny. <laughs> See, like I, it's been a wild ride even before TikTok. Cause uh, it would have been 2010 ish. I worked at a radio station too. So I got to interact and I got to meet a lot of bands and, I find out which ones were dicks and which ones were cool and go from there. But like to even think about from then to now to know that I had dinner with Chris Jericho and I got to have dinner with Fozzie and talk to them and come face to face with Chris Jericho and realize I'm a little bit taller than him. So I'll definitely take it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's winning a life, but I I got a couple inches on him. So I'll take that victory. Uh, Like it's, it's so wild to think about especially for somebody like myself as you know last week i am sure you saw the video i i did about you know i've had two brain surgeries and to go from having two brain surgeries and basically not necessarily gonna be on the planet to whatever the hell i'm doing on tiktok which i still don't have a necessary name for but people have said revolution and all that but i don't feel like that's perfect Mm -hmm. uh especially now because like that's we had new, we had fallout. Now we're now we're in the rebuild. <laughs> it's just I. It's beyond humbling to think about with so many experiences and people and the life I've gotten to live, and the fact that you know people enjoy the work that I do uh, on camera, and to know that if it wasn't for Nick Harrison, I wouldn't be doing it at all. Right. Well, you, you bring it up, right? Like, it's not really like a revolution, but there was like, I could, I remember 
I remember like, well, first of all, like I remember following you on Clapper, right? So like the TikTok alternative for you guys who don't know. Um, so I was following you there, and then like someone, I did a, I did a video, and someone tagged you, and then I clicked on your name, and I saw you, and then I was like, oh, bet. So I followed you there, and then like as I'm over on TikTok, randomly your video pops up, and I was like, yo, what? I was like, no. I was like, do I follow this guy? I was like, no, I'm gonna follow him back. And then genuinely, like I was like. I'm interested in this content, but there was one video that you did that really just kind of like sparked a huge storm, right? And it was, we're not going to talk about him here, all right? But if you're familiar with the name Voldemort, you know who we're talking about. So anyway, um, but yeah, that one video you called out and all of a sudden it was just like this revolution just on TikTok starts and everybody was like, holy shit, like, I just remember seeing like people like talk and follow <coughs> pretty soon, like Everybody that, like, I talked to, like, on the side was like, hey, do you know who this guy is? It's like, yeah, actually, I chat with him all the time, like, on Instagram. Like, we just bullshit. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I'm meeting all these other people that – all these other big creators, too. And I was like, how did – I was like, Matt led me here. And this is wild. (laughs) You know what's funny? And I I had to crack up laughing as you said that. Uh, my, my producer on my show, Nick, um, he, he messaged me one day when I was getting my first vaccine, uh, for COVID. And he's like, Hey, I just need you to know that you're officially that guy now. Like, the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, one of my best friends was over at my house and y- you had tagged me in one of your videos. And they're like, how do you know Panda? Like, 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 dude, you've known me for six, seven, five, six, seven years. Me, him, and the professor, we all go back to then. Uh, J.D. Drake, so many of us came from that era together and just branched off in our own ways. And now J.D.'s killing AEW and doing all his thing. Like, it's it's wild to think about the ride it's been. Yeah, he's a dude that I'm definitely going to try to bring on this podcast. Like, I've reached out to him a couple times. And J.D., like, we are definitely familiar with each other on TikTok. Or, like, TikTok and on Twitter. So I'm barely, I'm definitely gonna reach back out and be like, yo, JD, like, hey man, we gotta talk. <laughs> he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. I love JD so much. He's one of my best friends. He's, oh, he's I love one his, of those people that you always have a spot at the table for. Yeah. And I love his work, <laughs> man. Like he's just so clean and crisp with everything that he's doing. So I was like, yeah, seeing the wingman right now, I was like, yo, props to you, bro. Like you yeah. deserve this. And seeing so. just a different side of him. And like he's been on his old weight loss journey and getting in a little bit better shape. And a James Drake, the man, and not even JD Drake, but James Drake, the man, he helped save my life a few years ago. So like <laughs> he is a tremendously wonderful human being. Um, I love I love JD, and I can't wait for Tony Khan to finally book AEW in Michigan because I'm so tired of them going everywhere around me. Uh, <laughs> but I will see him live at AEW. I've seen him for Evolve, and that was super cool to hang out with him after the show. Like, he put me on the guest list, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, bitches, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, man, because I'm waiting for them to come back to Baltimore, man, like, they, they were here for full gear, and, like, they haven't been back since. They went to D.C. and stuff, you know, but they just haven't been here yet. So I'm, like, really waiting. I'm like, yo, Must I really nice. want to come here. Yeah, I'm like, let's let's, <laughs> let's not just have the pay-per-view where, you know, Kenny Omega and uh, <laughs> and John Moxley got blacklisted in the state of Maryland. But we Ooh. can talk about that was a That was a wonderful match, though. It was. I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah. Speaking, 
Speaking of pay-per-views, right, and pay-per-view matches, I got to know, man, what's what's your go-to snack? That is a left-field question. Um, gotta keep what is my, my go-to <laughs> snack? Uh, my go-to snack growing up was always Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, uh, Mike and Ike's. I love Mike and Ike's. Oh, my God, that was crack for me. Um, <laughs> let's see. Pop-Tarts, uh, Pop-Tarts, the s'mores and the brown sugar cinnamon. Oh, those are chef's kiss. Um, like those are my big ones are always like, and three musketeers. Oddly, I, I eat snacks like I'm Angela Lansbury. I love three musketeers. I don't know. I must be an old white woman in the past life. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if you also like look in my snack cupboard right now, cause yeah, I've got a whole blown snack cupboard. There is, Girl Scout cookies, uh, Dunkaroos, um, donuts. I've got shit, Doritos, Cheetos, Fritos, um, Oreos. I was to say, like, for me, anytime like there's a pay per view on or something, like Oreos have got to be around. Like, I just see. Honestly, I don't snack a lot when I watch a pay per view. Oh, um, I when a pay per view's on, I'm dabbling in the green arts most of the time. Um, so when I'm, when I, uh, dabble in the green arts, I predominantly just drink a lot of Mountain Dew or I drink a lot. It depends on if I'm trying to weight loss or, uh, cut weight or anything like that. Uh, because I, this is going to be a stupidly weird story. (laughs) A couple of years ago, it had been 2017. I was 285 pounds and, uh, I'm 5'11", 225 right now. So I was 60 pounds heavier than I was. And I saw a picture of myself with my daughter and I were getting ready for a daddy-daughter dance. And I looked fat as shit. Uh, And I started just, like, trashing myself in the picture. Like, oh, you fatty boom baddie. Oh, God, you diabetic fuck. And I'm using my Cartman voice at myself talking shit. Uh, (laughs) But I started trying to figure out a diet that would work for me. Because I'm not the type of person where I go to the gym and I work out all the time. Obviously, I'm built like I should be sponsored by Little Debbie. But <laughs> with it, like I was reading online and I found a I found a diet through High Times Magazine of all things. And it seems stupid, but it worked. And what it does is when you smoke the green arts, as we'll say, um, and you get to that <laughs> that beautiful place. Uh, you normally want the Fritos, Doritos, Oreos, all that shit. You open up the snack cover. But if you're only eating carrots, celery, you know, those water-based foods, and you're drinking water instead of Mountain Dew or Monster, your your brain is still wanting that metabolism burn because it's still craving all the other things, but you're only putting water-based solubles into it, and the weight just melted off me without ever having to work out. Nice. I'm on quite the opposite crutch, though, man. Like, I was sitting on the couch. I kept trying to convince myself that I was, like, healthy. And uh, at the time, like, I'm I'm 5'10". You know, I was weighing 230, but I was, like, 30% body fat. My daughter walked up to me, and she poked me right in the belly. And she was like, Dad, you're kind of fluffy. And I was like, huh? And then my wife laughed, and I was like, oh, God, I'm that guy. I was like, I got to go. So I just happened to, the next day, I just happened to get a thing in the email or in the mail that was like, hey, come join our gym. So I was like, bet. So I started going to the gym, and I ended up losing a lot of weight. I actually went from 230 to, like, 180 pounds. And then, like, I had the reverse happen. So, like, I, I felt amazing, right? But mm-hmm. then, like, I everybody, did not. 
Well, like I had a problem. The problem I had was people came to me and they're like, dude, you look like a cancer patient. Are you sick? Like, are you okay? I'm like, yo, that's an insult to people who were like cancer patients. And yep. I was like, I feel great. So I was like, let me just add back weight. So that way people will stop bugging me. So I got back up to like 200 pounds and like, that's where I've been since. Yeah. Cause like when I, I dropped from 285 down to 204 and being a bigger boned guy, like I am a little bit, uh, it started to be really painful. Like my hips and my knees hurt more when I was 204 than it did when I was 280. Uh, and I gained a little bit of it back and I got comfy. Like when I was in high school, I was always about 225. So mm-hmm. I knew if I was in that 220 to 230 ballpark, I'd be back at my natural. So that's where I try to run at. Right. Uh, but like my body hurts so much more. And I know like talking to my doctor, the problem was, is I lost so much weight so fast and my body didn't adjust. So mm-hmm. like, that's why I have the hip and knee issues a little bit now is dropping 80 pounds in three and a half months will do that when your body's not adjusting to it. Right. It no. sucked. That very much. Yeah, no, that definitely sucks. I'm curious though, man. So we talking about pay-per-view snacks. I just need to know, man, like what's been like one of your favorite wrestling moments? Oh shit. Um, see, there's always the one that I was always burned in my head and that's the pipe bump. Um, I've been a massive CM Punk mark since ring of honor. And that, that whole moment where he spoke at UNLV and he was sitting on the ramp and just unleashed hell, basically he didn't, I felt like he spoke to everybody and it spoke to me too. Um, because during that time was when I started doing promos myself and Seeing somebody like Punk, who I knew it was just himself turned up to 11, he was fully comfortable with it. And it was kind of, for me, it was like, all right, I can do this too. If he can do it, I can do it. He's just way better in a ring than I could ever be. Um, But if it wouldn't be the pipe bomb moment, that's one of those moments burned in my head. Hogan's leg drop at Bash of the Beach in 97. Um, Omega finally beating Okada. Yeah. And Starcade 97, when even though it was a shit show of an ending, the fact of Sting getting lifted up at the end of all of that. Yeah, I love those moments too. I remember Starcade 97. My top, my, I think my top moment would have been uh, watching Rey Mysterio win uh, at WrestleMania. I did not like that moment. I love that moment. It, it meant so much to me because I'd been following Rey Mysterio since 95. So to see him win the heavyweight title, I was like, I was so happy. And then even just leading up to it, the Royal Rumble, right? And Can I ask you a dickhead question then? What's, what's up? <laughs> Let me flip the table on you. Uh, if Eddie Guerrero does not pass away, does Rey Mysterio ever win the World Heavyweight Championship? I think he wins the Raw title. I don't know if he ever wins the heavyweight title. Like I, I can, can be fair about that. that. Just because like, Eddie is what propelled him. Yeah, I think Eddie passing away and then knowing how tight Eddie and Ray were, like it just made sense that you could you could for shit reasons, right? WWE can market that story. Um That's all they did. But they the second Eddie's time death. around but the second time around at Raw, that was all Ray. Like Ray was the one it. And I was like, Yeah, I think he deserved it. Except for I don't I didn't like the fact that three hours later he was defending it against John Cena and then just getting beat. Like that, that, that was some trash ass shit. CM Punk came back. 
He did. He did. I brought him back. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that story was definitely marketable in, for Ray. But also there was other circumstances that led up to it too. I think, you know, Kurt's contract running up, obviously Randy being injured, like that Ray just happened to be the person that they picked to win the Rumble. Like a lot of things came into play for him. And I was like, I was very, regardless, I sat there when Ray Mysterio had the title up in his hands. I was in tears because I was like, this is, this is my literally my favorite wrestler having the biggest moment, and I felt like I was winning at the same time. So hey, I absolutely get it. I absolutely, absolutely get it. Like even for me, who's not a massive Ray Mysterio mark, as you can kind of tell, um, that moment you can tell some wrestling moments are just moments that you don't need to talk and you just take it. Yeah, and that's one of those moments where nobody needed to talk. All they needed to do was just watch Ray hold that title up or him point to the sky. That was it. Yep. And I think uh, after that, I talk about this moment a lot. I still get goosebumps every time I talk about it, right? So, mind you, at this time, I was in the military. I was in Hawaii, right? And uh, they were talking about the WrestleMania guest host, right? And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's all the lights go out, right? Yeah, I know exactly what moment. Yeah, dude, like, you guys can't see it, but I have goosebumps. Like, the hair is sticking up on my skin. It, every time I tell this story... Like, I get goosebumps because I'm like, dude, I remember how excited I was to see The Rock back in WWE for the first time in, like, seven years. And I was so hyped. But then even better, one week after that, I was cooking, right? And I hear, uh, you know, it was, like, two weeks later. It was the 21st. I hear uh, Johnny Cash is playing, right? And I was like, oh, it's Taker. He's back. So, I, you know, I walk over, just nonchalantly cruise over, check it out. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's Taker. It's cool to see him back. Walk back over, still cooking, and then I hear, "It's time to play the game." I dropped, I burnt my food because I ran over. So I wanted to see what happened. I was so mad. My wife was like, "Why?" You know, because we're getting we're getting ready to have our daughter like a few weeks later, and I'm I'm burnt the food because like I'm wanting to see this whole thing with Triple H and Taker go down. I was like. Yeah, I was like, this was a great moment for me, too. <laughs> I mean, every time I hear hate me now, I think of The Miz. Right. Just, You're right. It is what it is to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I'm curious, man. What's been, like, one of the hardest lessons that you've learned in wrestling? Uh, take everything in stride. Um. Cause I, I could never step inside the ring because of my brain surgeries, but like even doing all the promo work that I've done, don't take everything to heart, take it in stride. Uh, remember that they're talking to the character. They're not talking to the man. And that's a very hard disconnect for people. So many people think that, especially when you're cutting promos and you're not on, let's say WWE or AEW that you have to attack the person's character to get over. And that was a fine line to learn. And over time I've gotten better at that. If you like, I keep my promos locked down. Um, Not many people can see my old promos. They, I have a couple old Facebook groups that I own the rights on both the pages to, and they still exist and everything. And my promos live there. Uh, and also on my YouTube page, you can see some of them, but also with my YouTube page, it's private. So I have to accept you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like 
the biggest thing I learned from all of that was humility. And like, like I said, not taking shit so much to heart. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I had to pull myself away one time because uh, my, so I had my trainer, but he has his assistant trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And I had just got injured. Like I had tore, I had a uh, tore my lower abdomen and I was out for like eight weeks. And uh, I was supposed to debut at the show like, oh, so I tore my, my ab and then a week later was supposed to be where I was supposed to debut in front of a live crowd. And I was so hyped, but I got injured. And so I'm sitting in the back and I'm sitting in the back of uh, of this place and I just hear, I hear this man going off. Well, Red Dog was supposed to be here, but that guy tore his pussy and I was like, oh no. Here like, we go. I was like, when he comes back here, I swear to God, I'm going to kill him. And then my, you know, my trainer was like, dude, like nobody even knows what your name is. He's like, so just chill out. He's like, it's going to be fine. I was like, but this mother knows my name. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, you have to disconnect yourself. And that's why I think I love the fact that like my name, like, you know, my name came from Clifford the Big Red Dog. I'm making no secret, but. <coughs> I made I, that joke about you within 10 minutes of meeting you. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but I think when I'm ready to like, kind of move on, like, cause like, this name has been with me forever, man. I, when I get ready and I leave like the sport, I can just like divorce that character out and. But in the meantime, like, I, I don't know, man, I thoroughly enjoy everything I'm doing with it and the promos that I'm able to cut with it. So I was like, yeah. And once I get ready to just kind of move on, like, I can move on and, and I'll be okay. But it's it's crazy to think about sometimes, man, just that with that promos. Like, yeah, because even, like, even for you, right? Like, your your character is the one's fantastic. It's not you. It's just a character mm-hmm. that you created. I, it's funny that you mentioned, like, the name differences because – like there's of course me, and then there's Panda that everybody sees, and then there's the franchise which was my old character, and then the disenfranchise which was the character of that character of myself. <laughs> I, it's gotten so much calmer just being Panda, <laughs> being being franchise and disenfranchised. That shit was chaotic. Um, franchise was me turned to 11 so basically shane douglas meets cm punk meets a pincher roddy piper uh disenfranchised was the opposite so it had to be bray wyatt broken matt the everything had to be opposite disenfranchised like with myself as a franchise i would swear a lot and i would always end every promo with franchise out so disenfranchised, he never swore. All his words were exact opposites. And he would end his promos disenfranchised in. So everything had to be the exact opposite of what that character was. So it almost seemed like I had brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bizarro. <laughs> God, it was a it was a much wilder time. Professor's been professor the entire damn time, though. I hey, I live by the rule I see on punk, man. I'm gonna enter this business as Red Dog. I'm leaving this business as Red Dog. Like Oh, Panda's the final evolution and I'm <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. There will be no other like I'm gonna come back as like the, the red red ass baboon or some shit like that. No, just <laughs> after Panda, I'm done. I'm just riding off into the sunset after that. Bet I'm curious, man, uh what kind of advice would you give to content creators slash wrestlers? Um, 
That's a good question. As somebody who is a content creator, I don't I don't know how to really give advice on it um, because I didn't have much of that grinding process in the beginning. Um, I jumped on and within a week I had a thousand followers and within two weeks I was sitting there having lives with Nick Harrison and just BSing and that was helping my total because he's got God knows how many followers. Uh, when he's got more followers than some states have people, that's an issue. Uh, <laughs> um, but as far as like something I would tell a content creator is always take a moment to enjoy every flower that you get, whether it's somebody praising your work or saying that they're a fan of what you do, or it's a like or a comment from somebody that you admire. Remember and keep that humility and that humanity about yourself that as much as you are a fan of other people and other brands, people look at you in that same limelight. So always remember, it's kind of that ideology I took from CM Punk of I'm always climbing the ladder, but when I'm climbing the ladder, I'm always trying to pull everybody else up the rungs with me. Always keep that humility going forward because the second you don't, the wheels stop spinning. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot because sometimes, you know, you might get big and uh, twitch out. You know what I mean? So and that's have, having somebody like Professor who is just like having, I think he hit 900,000 followers last week or some shit like that. Hey, I know I'm not hitting that kind of big time. So the fact that I can always look at him and be like, well, that's an ego check every day of the week. That always <laughs> helps keep me in that check because Nick and I can sit there and text each other. And he, he will, oh, he's not the type of guy that will brag and say about how big he is. But he he is the type of guy that likes to say when he's right. So, like, I get it. And I love Nick for that because I'm very much the same type of guy. And that's why we click. Um, but, like, I, when I mentioned that on a video that I, I do because the professor dragged me into TikTok. And then he's commenting in there saying, I told you so. Like, I get it, Dad. I get it. Um, another thing with as far as a content creator piece, don't be afraid to take criticism. Uh, don't take it so personally, unless they're attacking you. You can see the line if, if they're attacking creatively or if they're attacking the person. Make sure that you recognize that disposition as you go forward too. Facts. Super That's a facts. major issue for people is they get so ingrained quickly of, that guy hurt my feelings because he said this. <laughs> I'm have a, the discussion. I'm gonna report all of his videos. Yeah, like, it amazes me because, like, even with the whole Voldemort shit, I only had two videos get reported. Two, where I have other people around me who had like their accounts banned or dozens of videos reported. I had two, and I was kind of the face of the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But, yo, so those are all my heavy-hitting questions. So we're going to take this over to the second-best segment of the three-count podcast. Because, Matt, I would say normally people ask me what's the first, but you are a part of it, man. So everybody knows about the Red Dogs Power Rankings. That you can find every Sunday on our debate show. Yep. But this is the three-count podcast, ten-count questions, and Mr. Panda, this is how it works. 
I'm gonna fire off ten questions at you. Whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Ready. So we're gonna put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Raw. Favorite submission move? Sharpshooter. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite color? Orange. Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. Uh, favorite movie? John Q. Yes. You're, crazy enough, you're the second person who said that on this, in this, this John series. Q and The Dark Knight are my top two every time. Hell yeah. Uh, Shifu or Poe? I don't eat seafood. No, no, no. Shifu. We're talking about... Oh. oh. Yeah, we're talking about Panda. Poe. <laughs> my bad. I, I immediately heard sheet and I thought it was seafood. I was like, oh, wait, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Ooh, um, I listen to a few different ones. Uh, oh, everything that Conrad Thompson does is gold. But personally for me, I'm a big fan of Jeff Jarrett's podcast, The My World Show. Um, I listen to... 83 weeks, but I'm not so into that one. Um, I listen to a lot of What Culture podcasts. So What Culture, uh, 83 weeks, um, Talk is Jericho, and Last Podcast on the Left. Nice. Oh, I like that. (laughs) I'm going to check that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Hmm. Um, see, that's the thing is, I don't know everybody you've had on here so far. It's great. We've had a who's who's list. <laughs> have you have had saying, a professor? No, I haven't had a professor yet. That's definitely. Let's get professor on here. Let's do. Let's do. <laughs> you know, him and I'm going to put him out there too. Narcolepsy boy. Yeah, y'all need to be on this podcast. I can I'll message both of them. I, I, hey, listen, narcolepsy hit me up on the side and was like, hey, let me know when you want me to come on your podcast. I said, like, bro, you already know. Like, you're yeah. already on this list of people I want to bring on the show. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll definitely reach out to Professor too. But yeah, Professor, I think you'd have an absolute ball with here. Hell yeah. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show favorite curse word? Oh, fucking fuck. You'd think I'd fucking swear a lot of fucking words, but um, I would fucking probably say fuck is going to be my favorite fucking word that I use all the fucking time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a good F-bomb is definitely where it's at. I try to tell everybody, I'm like, listen, if you're not on YouTube and you haven't checked out the history of the F-word, it's the greatest thing <laughs> in nine seconds ever. <laughs> it really is. And, like, that's the problem with so many of my videos is I've had a lot of my followers, um, when I move my videos over to Twitter, too, they're tagging what culture and trying to get their attention for me because they have zero TikTok presence and they want me to be the face of what culture wrestling on TikTok, which is super dope. And I would love that chance, uh, which is wild to me. But having to radio myself back in and go back into radio talk me and not have to. Oh, God, I can't fucking say fuck every 12 seconds, or I can't call this guy a fucking asshole. Uh, (laughs) I've got to keep positive on this, because sometimes I just want to be like, you know what? There's an old me that would really want to say hi to you right now, but I'm going to keep it moving forward right now. (laughs) 
it, it's a struggle. No, I understand. I knew what's funny is I'm a reflective to like everybody else. I think it's it's different for me, I guess. I, and I'll, I'll share this too, right? Like if a and I think my my listeners and viewers will know this too that if a person's not cursing, I'm not cursing. But the moment that they start cursing, I'm cursing too. It's on. I like I try to reflect back. Yeah, I to, you know. And I love because I ask that question right at the end. I'll be like, "Ah, oh, favorite curse word." And some of them will be like, "Oh, we could curse on this show." I'm like, "Oh man, you didn't say we couldn't." So I just hey, see if that wasn't like. I had a feeling just because you know me uh, that if there was that PG 13, you would have given me a sensor head up like, you know, Hey, FCC. Oh, okay, cool. I know what to look out for on this one <laughs> compared to, Hey, I'm just going to have you on bet. All right. I'll be ready. <laughs> I told everybody, I was like, dude, we are never getting monetized on YouTube. Like it's just not, not this show, at least but to put a different number monetization, but yo, uh, Panda, please let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Oh, hell, it seems like lately I've I've been getting dabbled everywhere. Um, you can find me on TikTok at LovePanda24x48. You can find me on Twitter at LovePanda24. You can find me on the Uncut Wrestling Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, I am on the Big Vito's Roundtable on the Big Vito brand. I also am on uh, everything. I'm sorry, everything is a gimmick with Big Vito that we record for his Patreon show. If you search Big Vito on the or at Patreon sl- Patreon.com/slash the Big Vito brand, you can find me there too. Like it's Jesus, it's been a wild eight months, but yeah, I think that's got all of my plugs all in one square. So yeah, boom, there we go. <laughs> But if you go on his TikTok, you can actually click on his link, and he has all of his stuff right there too. So you guys can yeah, on. yeah, definitely. I I know that firsthand because you know I I may have clicked around on it too. It's such a struggle to remember all the shit that I do half the time. Yes, I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, like every good wrestling match, you know what this means. We gotta take it home because this is the Three Count Podcast presents now entering the ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And you know, like every good Sherpa, which you should be calling me now, right? Every good Sherpa has someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me, it's about who's entering the ring. And today, you see him right next to me. He is the panda, as I like to call him, the love panda himself. Matt is with us, and you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there, or you just wait for this episode to end, you wait for that outro, and you choose another episode to listen to. Boom! Peace. We out. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So.
Show some support, please.